They create snapshots of life. Welcome to the place where lyrics ignite meaningful conversations. I'm Angela Poe Russell, and this is Lyrics to Life. Her voice has been described as a blend of Patsy Cline, Leanne Rimes, and Whitney Houston. But it's clear Mickey Guyton stands all on her own. Little kid in a small town I did my best just to fit in These days, Guyton is resonating with even larger audiences as she's using her voice in new ways. Less what people expect and more what she feels compelled to say. Now I'm all grown up and nothing has changed. Yeah, it's still the same. It's a hard life on easy street. Just white painted picket fences far as you can see. If you think we live in the land of the free, you should try to be. The result? The right song at the right time. Black Like Me in today's Lyrics to Life. Hi, I'm, I'm doing great. It's good to see you. So look, why don't we do this? Let's talk about um, Black Like Me came out. And I'm like, I have to talk to her about Black Like Me because this is just, oh my God. Yeah. So take me into you deciding to write this song and what was going on externally and internally. Well, I read that book I got the title black like me from a book called black like me and I read it in black history in college and that book always stayed with me for those of you that don't know if they're listening to this black like me was written by a guy named John Howard Griffin who by radiation darkened his skin to look like a black man in the 1960s and went to the deep south to see what it was like to be a black man in America during the Jim Crow era and there's so many great quotes and the book is so good that someone stepped outside of themselves to see what it was like for somebody else. And he sacrificed his life for it because I think he did die from skin, from skin cancer because of it. And that always stuck with me. And me being this industry that is heavily white male dominated, um, I never thought that I could ever write a song like that and anybody would ever want to hear it because I was told to, to not write songs about that kind of stuff and write light, fluffy radio summer jams. Because you need to fit in. You need to fit in. But that, that doesn't work for anybody trying to fit in. That's not what artistry is. Artistry is just being who you are. And I had a conversation with my husband. I would asked him, I said, why do you think that it isn't working for me in country? And he said, it's because you're running away from everything that makes you different. Wow. And him saying that to me was like, you know, and, and so I wrote a song called I Love My Hair because I always had it covered up. I mean, I'm wearing myself a ponytail, but I was always covering it up to try to look like what Nashville is. And I wrote a song and that's when I wrote Black Like Me. I wrote that at a writer's retreat. And as soon as I said it, I wrote it with two white guys and myself and another black woman. 
And as soon as I said that, I was like, guys, I've got the song called Black Like Me. I think we should try to write it. And I'd said it in sessions before and people kind of were like, no. And in this particular session, everybody's ears were like, huh? And we wrote it. And after I sang it, like what you hear is the, the demo vocal. Like I sang that, that was what I sang that day. Wow. And I remember Nathan Chapman, the producer and other writer in it, he said, well, Mickey, we probably wrote one of the most important songs of your career. So, you know, I was scared about that. And then COVID happened and everything kind of just went like. <laughs> yeah. And then Ahmad Arbery happened. And then Breonna Taylor happened. And then George Floyd happened. And I remember reaching out to my label or my manager. And I was like, we really need to talk about releasing black like me. I was like, people need to hear this song. People need some kind of comfort in a time where it is so hard. And, um, and that was last Friday. That was the Friday before last I'd said that. And before I'd even had that conversation, I just put black like me on my socials without any permission. I did. I was just like, Oh my God. You were like, whatever. I was like, like people need healing and there, I don't hear any songs about that. And then the next thing I know that Monday, Spotify to ask to play the song and I gave it to them and we didn't promote it. We didn't, you know, have any kind of partners coming in helping us like promote this single. We just literally put it out there and it is just done what it is done on its own. That's deep. Yeah, no, it is. Um, it is a stunning song. And I have to say when I was listening to it, I was like, this is really sad. This is really sad. And then it turns this corner and I was like, yes, I'm proud to be, proud to be black like me. I know it yeah. sounds so cheesy because even though all this stuff is going on and every day I see people who look like me um, being discriminated against and harassed and attacked, I am so proud. Like I wouldn't change. I would not change my skin. And on the surface, that seems crazy, but right. it sounds like you get it. <laughs> I do. And that was when we were like, and I'm proud to be, and it's, it's a very triumphant song. And and I am so proud. I'm so proud to be in this space in country music. It's been, the response has been so beautiful and so many people, their hearts are open to it. It's like they're seeing us. Mm -hmm. And again, that song is not about me. It's part of my story, you know, but it's, it's bigger than that. It's all of our story. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the song? The end, the end, and I'm proud. Someday we'll all be free, and I'm proud to be black like me. And I also like the bridge, because the bridge, you know, it really addresses that we're not the only ones. You know, it's not only black people. There, the our brown community is suffering as well, and I wanted to address that within the bridge, so people, you know, know that I see them too, that we see them too. We get it. We understand the struggle. Yeah. Um, my daughter had a couple questions for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so let me look at the questions. Um, she said, when you are writing a song, what is your process like? So before I write a song or before I go into a writing session, I always try to think about what I want to say. 
And because I'm working on an actual album, I've wanted the album to be cohesive and have a story and tell a story. And so I think about the things that are most important to me and also think about what I want to say in the album. That's why I wrote a song called I Love My Hair, because as a black woman, I didn't always love my hair. And I was made to feel that it was difficult and not so pretty. And I wanted to write a song about that. So I usually try to find the title and that's where I start. And then what the music will sound like. And then from there is where I put the words to the song. Okay, that's good. And when did you first start songwriting? I wanna say I read you were really little. You were yes, I was really little and then I stopped, but I was like seven and I wrote a song. It was called My Window Seal. And the words were horrible. Like I remember it was like, I'm sitting on, I'm sitting, I was sitting upon my windowsill dreaming about the days when it was just you and me or something like that. It was horrible. Yeah. But, but yeah. It was, it was your first house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on your windowsill. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is so funny. Um, are, is, are your songs getting played now more? Like where, yeah. where is it at with? Um, I, so it's all really new. Um, I know better than you left me on, or not better than you left me, but um, Black Like Me on Spotify had a million streams, I think, a couple of days ago when I just released it. So I, I mean, they're playing it. It seems like a lot of people are really playing it, but I don't know the exact numbers right now. Okay. And what about what are you going to tell her? Obviously, that came out right around COVID. How is that? Was that getting played? It was doing really, really well. And then COVID happened and everybody quit listening to music. But now that uh, Black Like Me is blowing up. It's also showing, it's leading people to what are you going to tell her? And it's getting so much love. Like people are, that song is so important. It's so, so important. And it shows people that I'm not just fighting for black people. I'm fighting for all people. You know, um, I have to say, after talking with you for these last 20 or so minutes, I think the thing I'm taking away is something that I already knew, but sometimes we have to be reminded of that we are our most powerful when we're the most honest and authentic. Does that feel right for you too? Absolutely right. Speak your truth, live it, be proud of it. It's yours. Like speak your truth. Your voice matters. Like that is one thing I've really learned is your voice matters. I hope every woman listening to this knows that their voice matters because a lot of times we don't always feel like they do and we just stay silent and you don't have to do that. Is there anything else you want us to know on this lyrics to life podcast? I think I just so yeah, that's it. But, um, but seriously, I can't thank you enough. You're my sister. Yeah, no, I'm proud to be your sister and I, and keep going, keep climbing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it was such a great conversation. I love talking to Mickey. She is the real deal, authentic, genuine, and super talented. Thank you for listening to Lyrics to Life. If there's a song you'd like to explore and talk about, let us know on Instagram or send us an email to lyrics to life podcast at gmail.com. That's lyrics to life podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, I'm Angela Poe Russell.